Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Friday Show. It's a show that believes until a vaccine is found, then family, friends, love and music will get us through this. Which is quite an apt sentiment because today we're joined by the singer-songwriter Matty Lachlan Day. You may be aware of him as a singer in the shipbuilders, you may not be aware of him at all. And if it's the latter, then please stick around because it's a tale of Ace Songs and Marine FC. Good afternoon, Matty. How are you today, sir? Afternoon. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yourself? I'm well. I'm well. The weather helps. Um, yeah. How are you finding lockdown? All right. Um, with the weather, someone described it as sarcastically nice, and I think that sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's spot on, that is. It's taunting yeah. us, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Just But with lockdown, I'm actually all right. Uh, we've got very little control over it, so, you know, there's no point yeah. dwelling on what you can't do. It's, yeah, I've been... Kind of keep busy, keep out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of researching for this kind of chat, um, a lot of the press cuttings, and I know that there's no such thing anymore as press cuttings, but <laughs> I just love using that term. Uh, a lot of it kind of places a good deal of stock in, you know, where you're from and from being from Liverpool. Is that a source of frustration sometimes, that you're sometimes defined by your, but the band is defined by your geography? Yeah, well, yeah and no. I mean, I'd be a fool to deny it. You know, um, I'd be, you know, listening to our records, we do get lumped in with Jingle Jangle Scouse. <laughs> uh, and I'd be, I'd be a bit of an idiot to, 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 to deny it. There is that element and it's not a conscious thing. It's not as if I sat down and like, you know, right, I'm going to write the next bars record or nothing like that. <laughs> but, you know, by process of osmosis, I, you know, it will have inevitably soaked soaked into me writing yeah. but um i'm always keen in kind of interviews or whatever to stress that there's more to it than that yeah you know there's the elements of kind of the weird and wonderful you know like tom waits galaxy 500 jonathan richmond that type of stuff i'm keen to stress that's just as much an influence as like mick Ed, for instance yeah yeah well i mean i've seen in one interview you mentioned lloyd cole now he's oh, someone gotcha. who i i've tried I've listened to maybe three of his songs ever. I've always <laughs> wanted to get into him, and I never have. Why should I get into him? That's a funny one. I mean, you can't force it. I've, there's been loads of acts I've tried to get into. But yeah. with Lloyd Cole, um, funny enough you say that, I think I, I'm like that with the Smiths. I I wouldn't say they're bad, but, and I'm not just saying this post-Morrissey being a massive racist. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always thought, they're all right. And then, Stumbled on Lloyd Cole through a recommendation, and I was like, "Ah, like I heard in Lloyd Cole what I was looking for in the Smiths, if you know what I mean." Yeah, yeah, that's a great. Quite one. like yeah. literary, you know. It's 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 uh, yeah, it's you know polo neck, and it's <laughs> it's pretentious, but it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's modern. It's it's great. It's quite acerbic. It's quite um, quite sharp, uh, and. I think that's what I was looking for in Morrissey, and that wasn't hitting the spot. So when I heard Lloyd Cole, you know, singing about Simone de Beauvoir, or, <laughs> you know, lyrics like uh, she's got cheekbones like geometry, and yeah, oh, bloody hell, that's oh, yeah, it's inspiring stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, lines yeah. that just sing out like, like Billy Bragg does that with me a lot, where yes, a line will jump out and you go, oh Jesus, I want to start writing straight away. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. even care what about, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And um, so. You are kind of defined sometimes as a Liverpool band, but you know, never to be a lot. Every band are, aren't they? About where they're from, but yeah, I'm about to do the same thing. I'm afraid because <laughs> something that shines through in your music is a love and an appreciation of melody, um, and this can certainly be said historically of a lot of Liverpool bands. 
What is it about the city that lends itself, do you think, to Melody being treasured so much in its music? I mean, the uh, the party line is because we're, we're a port city. And, <laughs> you know, that's what we're, it gets drummed into here on day one of uh, being a Scouse musician. That, um, And I guess it is true to some extent, you know, got a long history of, you know, hearing things that uh, weren't widely available in the rest of the country because of the ports and all that. And I guess a lot of that, it, that's you're talking about singles, aren't you? Mm. You know, and uh, I guess there must be some element of that. You know, you've got one side of a seven-inch vinyl to get get everything across. Um, so I guess that that's where that comes from, and maybe that's why you know Liverpool has been a bit more short, sharp, and punchy. You know, we yeah. we uh, yeah. we haven't had our kind of certain ratio, or you know, whatever it's. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. In short, I'm not. It's where to come from. It's a tough one, isn't it? I guess, and I think from myself, it's not as if I sit down. As I said earlier, it's not like I go right. I'm going to write a song that sounds like model, for instance. Yeah. But we kind of, you know, we we drink from the same well, if you know what I mean. And I think, yeah. um, or the, the Mersey beat, it's and all that type of thing. It was all based around melody and harmony. And even it's inescapable. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's my short answer. It's inescapable <laughs> in the city. Well, it fascinates. It's always fascinated me. And like with Manchester bands, so often their kind of sound um, is attributed to the weather. And you think, well, that's nonsense, surely, because you know <laughs> Liverpool is kind of you know what sixty miles away. It can't be the weather. But you know, there's that great Morrissey line of you know why you formed the band. Uh, I walked home in the rain once too often. Um, <laughs> And, and but yeah, I remember the Stone Roses mentioning it once, and and you know every Manchester band seems to say it, it's the rain. Yeah, it can't. yeah, and I, 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 I mean Guy, Guy Garvey's one of my favourite songwriters, and he, he attributes a lot of it to how overcast it always is in Manchester. <laughs> he says it creates like a timeless sense, and you're not sure whether it's you know midday or five pm or something like that. Maybe there's something in it. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get. It's easy to fall into the romantic element of it, isn't it? You know, to say, where's the melody come from? Oh, it's because we're a port city and <laughs> seafarers. And, uh, I don't know. There must be some truth in it, though. I mean, it's like every kind of cliche. It's cliche because it's true. And Well, that's it. Yeah, that, yeah, there is that. So, I don't know, maybe it's sea shanties. Maybe it's, you know, the, the sailors bringing home the rock and roll records from America. Definitely not. But yeah. it's, it's, it's undeniable. Like, a, Again, I keep saying it, but I'd be a fool to deny it, you know. <laughs> Well, you're named after, uh, your band's named after one of the best songs ever written, in my humble opinion, uh, Shipbuilding by Elvis Costello. Yeah, um, yeah. You recently met the great man himself. Uh, what was that like? Uh, it's surreal. Um, our, our manager, he does a, a similar thing to yourself. It's a podcast called The Anfield Rap. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Elvis Costello, he's been on a few times, and I got the uh, I got a call, or a text like, the night before, oh, uh, Elvis is coming in tomorrow. So you, gonna come meet him? you knew you were going to meet him beforehand, so were you nervous beforehand? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, some, <laughs> his, his reputation precedes him sometimes, and I got there, and my mate was like, oh, he, he's in a good mood, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, sad. <laughs> is he the kind of guy, because, um, you know, I, I, I only interview footballers, I've never really met anyone else famous, but, you know, I've met some very famous footballers, and yeah. some of them immediately put you at your ease and you forget that they're famous within a couple of minutes. Some, you're still aware. And they're not doing anything bad. It's just that they have an aura around them. Kind of, yeah. Is he a bit like that? I can imagine him being like that. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah. Um, it, was on the, oh, it was on the day of the general election and I'd been out campaigning, so I had my Labour sticker on. Yeah. 
and uh, that that became the focus of conversation. And he was very matter of factly, uh, very warm. It was just, yeah, it was, you know, it's a that down to earth. Yeah, it wasn't until afterwards you go, I'm just talking about bloody, uh, you know. Blackpool Tower with Elvis Costello. How did, how did that happen? You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times, it's afterwards you think, "Hang on, how did we get onto that?" Topic? <laughs> yeah. it's like Victoria Corin, I interviewed her on um, poker once. Oh. So for about oh, an yeah. hour, we chatted away about poker, and and then we yeah. just started talking about um, Twitter. And someone that day had put a picture up of this. Um, um, you know, was no other way of saying it, a dead baby. And so we were chatting away for about five minutes. And as we walked away, my mate said, you know, you've just talked about dead babies for five minutes with Victoria. <laughs> like, Why did we talk about that, of all things? <laughs> ah. yeah. So um, the shipbuilders very much on an upward trajectory. Um, and, you know, COVID-19 strikes. To what extent has COVID-19 interrupted the band's schedule in 2020? Uh, it has been a drag. Um, we were... Nearly finished recording. Um, we had plans to gig um, down in London. Yes, we should have been in London yesterday. Yeah. Um, we we do our own kind of residency called Shipwrecked. We had plans for that, and we uh, we've got plans for uh, like an enormous all day a shipwreck with some incredible acts in the summer. It looks like that's going to have to get parked. So up. is that the shipping forecast in Liverpool? Is that correct? It normally is, yeah. But our all day was going to be elsewhere. Right. Um, but it's a drag. But that's why I've tried to keep us kind of active as we can. But you know, partly for our own sanity, but also to kind of keep keep the uh, fire stoked or whatever. Yeah. So we've been doing like you know gigs on Facebook, or we've been right releasing demos of old songs, or you know unavailable versions and and this that and the other. So we've been trying to keep as active as we can. But yeah, it's been a ball, like to say the least. Well, I mean, you mentioned then about kind of keeping busy and, and April the 24th sees the release of your solo album, Goldfinch. Um, how did that come about and how are you feeling ahead of its release? That was an excellent seeing that. <laughs> yes, it was lovely. That was excellent, Link. Um, <laughs> I've been playing some gigs on, under my own name, just under the like Matthew Lachlan Day name. Not as like a, you know, I'm going solo, I don't need the band anymore. Yeah, yeah. I've just got... These songs, which they just simply don't fit with with the shipbuilders stuff, um, it's a bit more, a bit less chaotic, um, and it just doesn't work with, with, with the band. And you know, the band are alright with me doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of had no plans to to be on just a few gigs, um, but kind of during this lockdown, again to keep myself busy, I just started recording demos on my phone with this app where you can kind of. It's a bit like. You know, garage band. I can't band band app. I can't remember what it's called, but um, and it just kind of spiraled. And I thought, actually, these are sounding half decent. And I sent them to uh, Cy Jones, our mutual friend who runs the label. Yeah. Uh, and he, he really liked it, and he's like, "Oh, we should we should put this out." And so, kind of, a few songs turned into the album. Um, and so next week we're going to put it out for free on Bandcamp. Well, uh, with donations suggested for a charity and. Uh, it, it is. It's an album of demos. You know, I'm keen to stress that it's not polished product, but um, it's ended up way better than I thought, and I'm really, really quite pleased with it. You know, they are rough. They're recorded on my phone in, in my spare bedroom, but um, it came together quite well actually. Well, all pro- proceeds to say are going to the Trussell Trust. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, for anyone listening who might be unfamiliar to the charity, what do they do, and how important is what they're doing right now? Uh, 
they oversee the food banks. Kind of all food banks have got to register with the Trussell Trust, mm. so obviously they're involved with the collection, the kind of dissemination, and uh, and everything of it. Um, and I mean, I, I know this is a fussy podcast, so I don't want to go too heavy on it, but they're, they're vital. Mm. It's, it's criminal, you know. In a way, any charity is the the existence of any charity is criminal, but the fact that you know we've got to have a charity which feeds people in you know 2020 it's it's criminal it's sickening um and it shouldn't be happening but you know it's got to and that, that's why the, the trust it's just invaluable so it's uh they're a wonderful thing but they shouldn't they shouldn't be <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah absolutely mate and, and absolute fair play for you to doing this because um you know we're hoping to do something further down the line with a podcast um, oh fab to do yeah. trust trust because you know, at this time more than ever, um, they are just invaluable and necessary. And yet, as you say, it's criminal that they are necessary uh, right now. But um, so, on a lighter note, tonight uh, on Facebook, uh, seven pm, and uh, there's going to be another life in a bunker session. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and me and my wife have very much enjoyed these every week. Um, oh, thank you. Can you tell our listeners how this began and what they can expect if they tune in later? Yeah, um, again, it's just been something to, to do during lockdown. Um, I just basically, on the Shipbuilders Facebook and Instagram accounts, I've just been playing uh, songs from my back room. Yeah. Um, so, sorry for interrupting me, but so if someone's kind of, you know, only kind of half familiar with Facebook, they can simply go on Facebook and just type in the Shipbuilders, find the page, and it'll all be free. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 spot on. So it's all streaming on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just go on our page, it'll uh, it'll be broadcast from seven o'clock tonight, right. and then afterwards we it's it, we'll put it on YouTube. Um, and it's just it started off just I kind of testing the waters. I, I was asking like on Twitter, is this a good thing to do or is it a bit naff? Uh, but people got right behind it, and uh, I did one, and it ended up kind of spiraling to where I'm on my fifth one tonight. Hmm. Um, uh. So it's 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 mainly been shipbuilders or solo stuff, but last week I did a covers one because people were asking for it, and then I think tonight's going to be a bit of a, a mixture. Sad. Sad. Well, I think it's time to uh, play some music, and um, yeah, uh, from from the solo album, it says, correct, it's tulips for my rose. Yeah. So uh, here it is, everyone, and uh, enjoy.
lovely stuff. And following on from that, it's um, well, it's hard to get a segue from that into football, but <laughs> 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 but yeah, let's move on to the kind of football now. Um, you grew up uh, an Evertonian. Um, yeah. Who were your heroes as a kid? Uh, Duncan Ferguson. Hey, just absolutely. It. Andre Kinchelskis and Duncan Ferguson just... Bloody hell, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a story about Andre Kinchelskis and I've always been tempted to say it on the pod and I don't. Um, yeah? Should I go for I don't, oh, I don't. Yeah, go on, Because it goes out there and then, well, I may be mistaken. I'm just going to say that. From the <laughs> I've, I've interviewed him three times, right? And okay. and he's very, he's a lovely, lovely fella, but it's hard to interview because his English is very poor. Um, nice. So he basically just says things are good. So, you know, if you ask him about, <laughs> you know, the 90s United team, Good, good attacking football. <laughs> we played good, you know. Um, and then I asked him, I think it was last season, about United making the top four. And he, I'm sure he said that he would willingly, he, that he would kill someone for them to make <laughs> top four. And then I, I listened to it back and I th- he, he has said that. And I, I didn't include it in the interview. I bottled it <laughs> just in case I misheard him. And frankly, he's not someone I want to upset. <laughs> no, God, no, no. But no. He, definitely, he definitely said it. He said, I, I would kill someone. <laughs> so, yeah, but Big Dunk, I mean, my God, what a player. What a, what a man. Yeah, yeah. A flawed, very flawed player. But <laughs> added to it somehow, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he's just... And especially around that time, the whole, you know, it was the, the way he came in is, you know, we were at rock bottom playing Liverpool, mm. comes in and he scores. And, oh, I mean, he didn't have to do anything ever again after that time. <laughs> but, you know, and he's, he's, yeah, not, you know, I'm not into hero worshipping, but he's such a kind of enigmatic figure and he does so much for the club. Yes, yeah. At that moment, and, you know, it's been well documented, you know, he's so behind the scenes and for like local. Local causes, with whether it's Old Hay or you know Evan in the community, it does so much. Um, it's just nice, you know, to you want each other here. It always doesn't turn out to be a exactly. terrible, not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, are, are we looking at kind of mid to late nineties kind of era when you were kind of really into Everton? Is that would that be right? Yeah. So I was uh, nine when we won the cup, yeah. which is obviously. Well documented, the only thing we've won since. <laughs> um, and then you were yeah. a curse, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it honestly. Yeah, and then I got a season ticket around 20, 2011. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, one thing or another, I kind of drifted away from it. But when you when you kind of go in uh, week in week out, what was your kind of most memorable game? What what kind of game stands out for you? I'll probably go down well on this podcast, but I remember when we beat uh, United three one. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, you know, in terms of, it was an insignificant result in the sense that you know it wasn't like a, a final or a, an important game as such, but that that was just fantastic because yeah, I think they went one nil up, um, and then while they were singing, you'll never get a job or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Billy Ettenhoff scored an absolute scream yeah. and it just shut them up. And from there on, it was it was just beautiful. You know, just one of those moments where it couldn't have been better time. Just yeah, but it, yeah. it doesn't get any better than that. Whenever the kind of you know any songs, but particularly a song such as that uh, to shut them yeah. up at that time is is kind of oh yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, so in recent years, you mentioned there about kind of drifting away. Um, you've switched allegiances somewhat to Marine FC. Um, how much of this, if at all, was disillusionment at the way modern football was going? Yeah, I, a lot. I mean, it's not switch allegiances. It's just, you know, uh, you, you know what it's like. Added to, you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever, Neversonians type of thing. But yeah, yeah there was, I mean, I, I, it's, I'm not going to be saying anything groundbreaking here, but it was just a gradual disillusionment. And I remember being at a, I think, a cup game against Reading. And we got knocked out and, you know, people were booing around me. And I was half tempted to join in, but then I was like, they just, the team at the time just didn't look arsed. And, mm. and there was another game where, I think it was a different game. Was it against Bolton? I can't remember who it was against, but there was a moment where Fellini was on the pit, uh, on the grounds, and he kicked out needlessly and got sent off. Yeah. And I was just thinking, he's a bloody millionaire and he's doing that. And, you know, where am I getting worked up about this tossing? <laughs> Just couldn't be asked on the pitch, and you know, and I, I know I'm, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking. I'm sure lots of people, but and then just there was just this. Gen- I mean, don't get me wrong, we we were also winning nothing as well. Yeah, you know, so it, it was hardly enjoyable either. It's a grand, um, isn't it? It can it be. Is, yeah. I mean, what what about? I mean, I'm sure you've spoke about it a lot yourself, but I mean, how do you square the the increased money? You know, especially with city situations. Obviously, Everton are in a position where. Money is coming in now, and it's it's you know with Ancelotti, it's only going to yeah, get yeah. dafter and dafter yeah. spending wise. But we still haven't we've won that for. I mean, how, how would you square it? How do City fans square it? Um, well, at first it was just Fantasia. I mean, it really was yeah. just Fantasia. Um, and then it kind of it got to the point when I mean, obviously, I loathe FFP financial fair play because I, I just don't think it's fair. Frankly, it's it's and it's you know. Brought in by a corrupt organisation, right. with with the intention basically of just keeping the cartel of you know the kind of fourteen top clubs in Europe always at the t- you know the top table and keeping yeah. out the rest. Um, and Everton's a great example, I think, because you know you've got a billionaire owner, you've got got the, the resources to to go out and, and match United punch for punch. But um, financial fair play kind of keeps people in their place, and you know in any walk of life, I hate that. So yeah. Um, Having said that, as much as I, I, you know, don't like FFP, um, it did get to the stage with our spending where, and funny yeah. enough, we've already mentioned him, you know, Cy Jones is it's a great example of this, where we were apparently in for Torres at the time, um, you know, when he was really firing it up at Liverpool. And, and Cy turned to me and said, if you get Torres, I'm done with football. And, oh, and, nice. and I felt the same way. I thought, yeah, that would be going too far. You know, it, yeah. we would basically just be buying up all the best players, and you know, where's the fun in that? Where's the yeah, yeah? Um, so, what changed it for me was was Pep um, and Guardiola nice. and, and the style of football we play, and, and nice. you know, um, but generally speaking, I completely, <laughs> I'm completely with you. Uh, football these days, it you feel so detached from yeah, and, and actually, I've been greatly encouraged in recent weeks to see the players. Just reminders that essentially all they are are just decent, ordinary lads, just with a load of wedge. Cause, well, yeah, yeah, that's not their fault, is it? Yeah. No. I mean, they're, they're doing the right thing. Um, you're hearing about, say, Harry Maguire, for example, travelling around, dropping all kind of food and essentials yeah. off to the elderly in, in his area. And and it's yes, it, it just reminds you of it. There's hope. Um, so hopefully, as awful as this situation is, I think in terms of football, it might just be kind of you know the kicking a gut it needed just to bring it back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But we'll wait and see. But um but you know I, I totally get it. I, I 
know a couple of lads, uh, including yourself, who have kind of you know moved away from Premier League and started kind of following clubs further down the leagues, um, for more kind of authenticity, maybe. Um, well, that's yeah, that's it, and it's um, it's yeah. I'm trying to find a better way to put it, but you're not treated like a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's not about it's not about the ale at all. <laughs> but you know, if you want a bevy, you can have a bevy. Yeah. And if you want a bevy, you don't have to stand behind a certain line. You know, like me, one of my, my best mates, he's a, he used to be a season ticket holder at Anfield, and the thing that just really he, he just it was so symptomatic of how you're treated as a football fan in the Premier League is that you know. He was at Anfield and he was having a pint, but it, one foot was across like a painted line. Yeah. And the steward's like, get behind that line. He's like, why? Because yeah. you've got a pint in your hand. It's like, what? What? You know, again, it's not about the aisle or such. It's just, I'm not a dickhead. Like, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the whole process now, the whole match day experience, which in itself is a, an awful term, um, <laughs> yeah. from setting off from, from your house to, to kind of coming back home again you, you're kind of taken for granted and fleeced to a certain extent as well, and well that's it that's it and it gets to the point where the, the footy match is the worst part of the, the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Um, so, it's not, you know it's not rose, you know there, there are still things wrong with you know lower league footy but I think it's that not being taken for such a mug you're not getting fleeced all the time or you know you you're treated like a bloody adult, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely a right respect there. We go to our local club sometimes and um, it's quite notable really that my wife isn't particularly into football and she's been to City a few times and you know she kind of enjoys it but not really into it. Um, but we go to our local club and, and she really enjoys it because it's just got a, a different vibe to it. It's more inclusive. That's it? Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head. Like me, my, my wife can't, she just no interest in footy, doesn't like it particularly, but we got so into Marine that, that for a, a, a number of seasons. Marine used to do joint season tickets, so me and my wife got a joint season ticket. Mm. And you know, if someone who couldn't stand for we were going you know twice a week on a on a rainy Tuesday night to, to College Road. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your local team then? When you're saying uh, that, Buckley Town. So I mean, with Buckley, yes. <laughs> we. But we are talking a much lower level than the Marine. It's um, oh, yeah, they, they do it so well. I mean, they just you know. It, there's what 200, 300 people go there every every game, and <laughs> um, yeah, we, we just do it well, and we look after the kind of community, and, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's it is an altogether different vibe. Um, so, has the band done anything with Marine in any way? Yeah, yeah. The um, on the last home game of the season, Marine put on a beer festival. Right. <laughs> Here's me saying it's not about the end. <laughs> yeah, you're not convincing uh, me. <laughs> uh, I know, bloody hell. And uh, we did. Um, Three seasons ago, now we did an acoustic set in the uh, the bar afterwards with the beer festival. It was a great day. That it was a, it was a game. I can't remember who we played, but I finished five all. <laughs> and uh, then a beer festival at the end, and oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of Echo and the Bunnymen were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just yeah, really was great. well, just kind of yeah. just turned up as kind of punters, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Not 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 before, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. That yeah, so. And um, have you seen Bands FC on Twitter? Yes, yeah. So they've they've done us a badge, and it's based on the Marine badge as well. So that's that's amazing. I have seen that. I forgot about that. Actually, yeah, that is amazing. So yeah, were yeah. you kind of did that come out of the blue, or did they kind of get in touch first, or how does that work? We knew uh, we did a gig 
the Charlatans did that North by North Witch Festival mm. a few years ago, and it was kind of streamed across the world. Um, in each place it was streamed into, they had like a support act, and we we did it in the Liverpool screening. Yeah. Uh, and long story short, the, the the people putting it on ended up forming Bands FC, and I just put on Twitter like I didn't know it was them. I just said, "Oh, if anyone's bored and want to do us a badge, you know, Matty's got a season ticket at Marine." And it's got a private message saying, "All right, it's it's, uh, it's, it's Nick from Bands FC. We'll get you a badge, though." Like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so we're going to end on a couple of general football kind of um, questions. This is going to be a tricky one for you in every possible way. The fact that you're Evertonian, the fact that you're on a city <laughs> pod, but sorry to put you in this position. Should Liverpool be awarded the title? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh. I mean, I mean, yeah. I say yeah too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, ah, uh, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> that's a I mean, that's a perfect answer, right? <laughs> yeah, but ah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. It, it'd be it's childish to say otherwise, but it. It's a oh, it's a goal. And <laughs> but, but even if I mean, even if football returns behind closed doors, and I can't see him concluding the season, but if they do somehow find a way, it won't be the same for them. Surely, it's you know, it, it will kind of take something away. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's maybe that sound, makes me sound a bit petty, but I was dreading it. I really was dreading it. It was we were in for one hell of a summer of just you know. Oh, I'd made me peace with it, mate. I'd, I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd long maybe, you know, it's a, uh, oh, God. Oh, God. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of had, I kind of had my own peace, but it was just, I knew they would get to some point, like the, the Champions League, for example. I thought, yeah. okay, fair enough. You've won the Champions League again it's six yeah. times. You, you go ahead and you go mad, you celebrate. Of course, you know, any, any fans course, deserves that. Yeah, sure, um, yeah. So for two, three weeks, I was fine with it. And then it got into the fourth week. <laughs> and I snapped and I put something on Twitter that I shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, they were by far the team in the world up until uh, coronavirus. They were the best team in the world. So, you know, you've got to be pretty churlish. And I will be churlish to say. But, <laughs> 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 well, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you lot warned us about this for years and we didn't listen. You know, we we kind of knew, but we had United to kind of take care of. You know, about, they were our distraction, and then yeah. all, all like you know, all blue nosed mates were all kind of saying, "Oh, Liverpool fans are the worst." It's like, well, <laughs> not really. United fans are the worst, and oh, we should have just listened. And <laughs> um, so to end on a, an even trickier question, perhaps, is there an argument, Matty, that back home is a better football song than World in Motion? Uh, I'm going to have to plead ignorance here. What's Back Home? Back Home was 1970, and um, I, I'm i not going to sing it. I can't sing. But um, <laughs> it was a very quirky, catchy number, which I believe to be. So what's your thoughts on World in Motion then? Is, is, would you say that's a pinnacle of kind of a football song? Right. I, uh, oh, I'll do a word this. I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't, I think, fair I don't, to say, I Back don't. Home would have been the better song then, definitely. Well, I, I, Back Home gets my votes already. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And it's not, I, I want to stress it's not because of the whole band. You know, it's yeah. uh, just, uh, no, I think it's a 
No, I'm not into it. Um, oh, footy songs are crap, aren't they? They are. They've never done a good one. McCulloch did one, didn't he? I can't remember. Uh, oh, do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, with the Spice Girls? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. What yeah. was it called? Um, oh, it's... oh, I've got world emotion in me now. Yeah. How does it feel to be on top of the world or something? That's it, yeah. Oh, shite, it, it really uh, was it. I mean, the World Emotion song for me—it's it, like more of a story behind it rather than the actual song itself. I, I love the actual the fact that they weren't into football at all, New Order, and um, and that they yeah. tried to sneak in a couple of cheeky lines which were taken out by the FA. I love all that stuff, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Three Lines is a classic. I'm not into England, yeah. but Three Lines is a classic. I, 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 oh god, I, I wrote a. A song for Everton if they ever got to the cup final, but I've been I've been sitting on it for about twelve years. So, <laughs> have you been tempted to like change your lyrics and keep the melody? Or uh, no, no, it's 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 kind of a general one because I realised we're not going to be in a cup final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I've got it in me kind of in me me bottom drawers. I just go, oh yeah, it is it is it? You know, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. But, uh, yeah. So when they got to the semi final, I was like, I was emailing the uh, Alan Myers, you know, the media blokes yeah. in Everton. I was like, I've, you know. I'm, I've got this song in. If Everton get to the, the final, you know, it used to be. It used to be great, didn't it? Well, I mean, they were always shocking, but it was always a a novelty. That was uh, part of the fun. It was yeah, the building. it just yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was thinking, well, you know, I've got talent, uh, so you never know. Well, you could have got yeah. big dunk down to the studio and uh, and join in. Imagine with it. that. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea <laughs> so, gets yeah. over the phone, just saying, "Good, good, good." <laughs> <laughs> he would kill someone for me to. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it's time to wrap up. And thank you very much for joining me today, mate. It's really enjoyable. No, it's been great. Thank you. Um, so, Goldfinch is out on the 24th. It's available digitally from yes. may68records.bandcamp.com. And uh, that's May as in M-A-I, 68 records. Yeah. Um, all proceeds go to the Trussell Trust, um, which is, you know, a fabulous charity, as we say. Just wish it didn't have to exist. Yeah. Um, and tune in tonight on Facebook. Um and just go to the shipbuilders page and and listen to Matty and, and sort of cracking hour is to be had. Um, so yeah, thanks again, Matty, and keep safe, mate. Great, cheers, Steve. Thanks very much, mate. All the best, and uh, to everyone out there listening, uh, stay safe too, and forever up the blues.